0: Talent wins games, but teamwork wins championships. Welcome to A Players, the podcast where we'll tell you how to target, hire, retain, and train top performers for your
1: team. Truth be told, every single article you're going to read around remote work has been written by teams that have been doing remote work for years. So they are self-selected individuals that wanted to work remotely in the first place. I'm not saying it's bad advice. I'm just saying it's like a startup reading advice from someone who's already operating at enterprise level.
0: I am Robin Choi, CEO at HireSuite, and we are sourcing automation software that helps 900 tech companies hire the best talent. Add me and follow me now on LinkedIn if you want to keep an eye on us. Hi, everybody. So today we're having Rodolphe Dutal from Remotiv.io, and Rodolphe will tell us all there is to know about remote hiring and, and remote work. Welcome, Rodolphe. Can you tell us more about yourself
1: and your background? Yeah, for sure, Robin. Thanks for having me today. Well, I started my career working at Google, and as a graduate, it was absolutely amazing. I got to experience visiting the Mountain View campus and when I got there, it felt like Disneyland for geeks. I saw people working in huge offices with free cafeteria. You had food on demand, volleyball court. It was absolute paradise. And the more I started exploring the campus, the more I realized that it was paradise indeed. But to get to paradise, you had to shuffle yourself an hour and a half each morning and an hour and a half at night, if you wanted to live in San Francisco. So even though I love tech, I started to look at the alternative being, can you have an ambitious and interesting career in tech without going to an office, without spending however many hours per day, per week, commuting to your job? So I joined a startup named Buffer, Buffer.com, that does social media. And for a few years, I helped them grow from 15 to 90 employees, hiring across 12 different time zones. They did not have any offices, and that got me the remote bug which got me to start Remote.io, the website I run today. We are a community job board and news site around remote work. So we've been around since 2014, and certainly a lot of things changed in 2020. So I'm very excited to be here and chat about remote work today.
0: Yeah, I follow you on LinkedIn, and you keep on reposting these companies moving to full remote. Can you tell us more about this? Do you see a trend of all these big tech companies moving to Exclusively remote
1: work? Yeah. So remote used to be a very niche phenomenon. You had Automatic, the makers of WordPress, who had been remote before COVID. They have about 900 employees today, valued over a billion dollars. So they used to be the trendsetter. And everybody in the industry looked at them and said, of course, you guys make a lot of money. You have a good company going, but I'm another company, I cannot possibly do this. And then right about March, COVID hit. And it sort of leveled the playing field in the sense that everybody had to adapt. And all of a sudden, you've got everyone who starts working remotely. So effectively, what we've seen is that the remote work trend has been accelerating immensely. It's like we gain right about three years in the time of three months. And today, we've got a lot of questions. The virus is still here. But at the end of the day, you've got remote top tech talent who's wondering what to do next. If you're a top engineer working at Facebook and you sort of moved outside of the Bay Area, are you going to go back? That's a huge question because for my money, I think that a lot of people are going to be embracing the new lifestyle. So we can talk about that at length. But what used to be fringe is now the norm. So remote work is here to stay, whether COVID stays or not. And I think a lot of tech companies are going to have to embrace it, at least as a hybrid company or to the fullest extent.
0: And can you tell us a few names about the companies who made that switch recently and who were the less expected to make that switch?
1: Yeah. So among the usual suspects, you had Stripe was likely to make the jump. When Stripe was growing, they decided to have their fifth engineering hub, not in Dublin Ireland, not in London, not in Singapore, but remotely. So a year ago, before COVID, they decided to have a fifth remote hub that will all host engineer from all around the world. So that was sort of expected. Some companies were looking around remote work and decided to jump in. Then you had some more unexpected pieces of news. You had a Facebook, for instance. Mr. Zuckerberg said Facebook is going to be one of the leading companies at scale when it comes to remote work. And they started to list a position that is direct of remote. And surprisingly enough, this position is listed in Menlo Park, California, and it's been up for three months now. So I really hope he gets to stuff it with someone that actually wants to be based in Menlo Park and is director of remote. Okay. And what trend do you
0: expect to see? Do you expect to see full remote companies? Do you expect to see half remote, half office companies? And what works best? And we're in that situation. A lot of companies have a hard time doing half of each, and it might be simple to do only remote or only office work. What do you think?
1: It's pretty tricky. When you look at the situation, you're not starting anew. You're picking up a legacy situation and you try to iterate from there. What I mean by that is Apple, for instance, they poured billion into the spaceship and they love to have in-person collaboration. Other startups have leads and they say, we can innovate better in person. So I thought we're going to get to see a spectrum. I think at the bare minimum for any startup, remote work is going to be a perk or a possibility that you can entertain for a few days a week. And on the other end of the spectrum, you're going to have full remote teams that are going to be attracting talent that do not want to commute towards CBD, city center or technology park. So what I feel is going to happen is everybody is going to have to find their footing and they're going to have to find the equilibrium. But what's for sure is that if you're hiring right now as a company, you're going to get the question, what if in six months time, I leave San Francisco and I go work someplace else. Are you going to be letting me go or are we going to work something else? Alternatively, is remote okay? Can I work from home every Friday if I have something to take care of? So company is going to have to need an answer to that question. And it could be anything, frankly. That's going to be a contract between the company that's hiring and the employee that wants to take up the job. What's for sure, though, is you're going to have to set up clear guidelines, because otherwise it's going to be very tricky for employees to know where they stand.
0: So a lot of companies had to do this move and now working remotely. What's the main advice you give to these companies? What are the top tips, best software you recommend, the best practices to implement quickly when you're moving to remote team?
1: So that's the thing. That's the opportunity is to say, we were working in office and tomorrow we go to Zoom, we go to Slack, we go to productivity software, such as, you know, Doist or Trello. And we're a remote team. The reality is we're creatures of habits. So we really like continuing doing what we already know. And as we transition to COVID, we're not so much working remotely, we were forced to work from home. And there's a small but important difference between the two. Forced to work from home means that you don't have a choice. You are in a you are stressed out due to the outside situation, and you have to adapt in a apartment or house that may not be designed for it. You must also have the kids running around in the background. And all of this is to say that we're very good at working in offices because all of us have done that for the longest time, but we're not necessarily very good at working remotely right off the bat, just because we haven't been properly trained for it. So what I understand we need software tips and tricks to be quick, I also understand that we need time because anything around people requires change management. And anything about change management requires time and adaptation. So there are going to be trials and errors. There are going to be things that you're going to be trying and are not going to work. If you want concrete examples, you've got interesting software such as Donut.com that helps you pair random team members so they can rebuild serendipity and have some interactions between team members, for instance. What's the name again? Yeah, it's Donut.com, like eating a donut. Okay. And then you have a watercolor question that you can find on WordPress website so that people can be social with each other through you know, happy hour over Zoom or just social hour as well. But what I see a lot happening is that companies tend to have more meetings when they go remote where people are already very stressed out and they actually seek concentration time. So it's great to have more tools. It's also great to question people's balance when it comes to what they have in their plate knowing that they're stressed out and they want to adapt to the new norm.
0: Okay, so there's no real magic recipe, but rather trial and error and try what's out there and try to build something custom for the team, right?
1: Yeah, because truth be told, every single article you're going to read around remote work has been written by teams that have been doing remote work for years. So they're self-selected individuals that wanted to work remotely in the first place. I'm not saying it's bad advice. I'm just saying... It's like a startup reading advice from someone who's already operating at enterprise level. It's not always the stage you want to look at. And if you are forced to transition to remote work, you have probably seen that there are going to be a lot of tries and errors. What you can do for sure and what I advise you to do though, is to keep communication line open and know that sometimes they're going to be great success and sometimes it's going to be a bit more tricky. So you've got to keep interacting. You've got to keep iterating on the processes.
0: And do you think all companies can benefit from remote work? And we had the CEO at Netflix saying that remote was mostly detrimental to Netflix culture. Do you think there are such companies that don't benefit from remote?
1: I think that it's great to see Reed Hastings from Netflix making a conscious choice. And he's sending a very strong signal to the industry at large saying, hey, first, we don't hire billion jerks, but he said that many years ago. And second, we're not here to work remotely. So as a person in the market for a job or in a hiring capacity, it's sending a very strong signal that Netflix is not going to be that company. And although I don't agree, I think that most companies can benefit from remote work, I appreciate the clarity that it's conveying. If you want remote work, don't apply it to Netflix because you're not going to get it. So I think that's actually better to see a stance rather than some other companies that will be tethering on the line of allowing remote work but they don't fully embrace it because they just want the PR. They don't want the long lasting change that comes with embracing remote work.
0: Yeah. And so obviously we would expect that Netflix would have more trouble hiring people. And then we come to the second part of remote work. It's the ability to hire people around the world or around the States. What do you think about that? What's your take? What's your advice on this?
1: I think it's a brilliant opportunity. I think that's Ultimately, your talent is not connected to your zip code. So you can be talented and live anywhere really. We've seen tech hubs flourish in Boulder. We've seen tech hub flourish around the world. It doesn't have to be Silicon Valley centric. You can also have the ability to fly people in if you want people to connect. A lot of teams have been doing retreats or seminars or company-wide get-together. So it's not because you're far away, a few time zones away, a few countries away, a few states away, that you're going to be inexistent. It's just a different way to relate. And I feel like we're tapping into a huge opportunity when you start to widen your talent range because first, you get to access people you did not consider before. And second, when your senior talent is going to consider options, chances are they're going to be willing to move states, live closer to their parents, change lifestyle altogether. And if you want to accompany people in the long term, you're being more flexible and you're being more respectful of their life quality at large. So I think it's going to be great for the industry in recruiting.
0: And do you think that to hire people working remotely, you need people to have that experience before, and then it's kind of a chicken and egg problem. But what we see is that companies usually hire remote people that are more senior, and the junior and young graduates will have to be in the office. Do you see a difference, or is it really about the person and about the company's culture?
1: Yeah, for this one, I think that seniority is different from maturity. What I mean by that is that you can have a junior person who's very interested in a variety of things, and that effectively been working remotely through open source sharing, being blockchain or software development, and they can have a very advanced and very organized way of approaching work, even though they're a junior person. On the other end, and as an example, you may have someone who is very senior, but they always work in offices and they have no intention of changing their ways. And both are acceptable. I just mean to say that you never can tell before the person actually starts. What you can do, though, is to probe for some signals that gives a good indication of how the person would actually perform. Written communication, whether someone is clear, concise, can express themselves well in written English, even though it's not a primary language, that's a very strong indicator of how someone may perform. And to the second part of your question, I feel like a lot of people, especially juniors, going to have to think deeply about how they want to progress in their career maybe, just maybe it's better for them to go and be mentored in person in huge tech campuses or in offices in order to pick up some skills. And later on when they're senior, they can work remotely because they feel they have more experience. Other people want to do the other way around, but I feel like it's going to be a choice and it's not going to be the norm anymore to just rock up at work and do you nine to five or nine to 11.
0: Yeah, I like the part about maturity being different from seniority, and you were saying that you can look at communication written English. Do you see a way to properly assess that, say, remote work maturity in an hiring process? Is there any special exercise, any case study that could highlight the ability of of a person to work remotely?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. So, ironically enough, when you start interviewing someone, you have them at their most available and at the keenest stage to make a good impression. So, Whenever you start the interview process, you already have a flavor of how they're going to interact, what they're taking in consideration, and so on and so forth. What I really like about hiring remotely is potentially to set up trial periods, even though they paid or paid projects, to try the person's collaboration. Because even though someone does a task for you for 15 hours and are paid for it, chances are you get a good flavor of how they will interact and how they usually interact. It's not 100% because hiring is never 100%, far from it. But you can actually try to work remotely with someone, especially if you have an asynchronous communication culture, which is different from getting everybody to show up and have meeting at 8 a.m. on Monday morning. If you trust them to do a task on their own time, you can have a first assessment.
0: Mm, that's a good one. So you have a period of time and you're paying them as contractors and see how they work. And then you can convert that into an actual job and it's a good way to assess that okay yeah
1: it's what automatic the makers of WordPress is what they've been doing to test remote workers for the longest time and interestingly enough they even conducted interviews through chat so they even tried not to go on phone calls just to do written chat interviews just to get a flavor of how someone works in a remote setup which is a bit extreme granted <laughs> but you know that's that's an almost a thousand people employee companies so it's interesting to see how they went around it did they keep that in the end, the chat interview? I'm not sure I still have it. I think they may have some video element, but I've got to refresh on their processes.
0: Okay. So assessment, you give them actual tasks, try them as contractors. You can try the interview chat. That's a good one. And then how do you find those people? Because when you're working remotely, either on your own time zone or in the world, then you get access to 1000x, the time pool you had before. And it becomes overwhelming. So how do you tap into that? What's your strategy?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. So we work with literally hundreds of startups that look to hire remotely. And one of the things we often say is your job is only as good as its job description. So if you're looking to hire someone with a very high caliber, whatever trade, you've got to be able to communicate to them what it is you can offer. So you really have to step up your game in terms of job description to be as specific as possible. Of course, you can open the floodgates on my website or other website and get a lot more candidates by going through job boards or specialized websites. But at the end of the day, if you want to pour gasoline on a fire, you've got to make sure that you've got a great job description ready that really encapsulates what you're looking for and that is you know, helping you to put your best foot forward as a company. So say exactly what you need in a person. You've got to say whether you want to have a synchronous or asynchronous communication method. You've got to say whether you have office hours or required time zone overlap. You've got to say whether someone needs to be a US citizen or work in certain states, or if you hire people from you know other countries as well. So you've got to be even more specific than if you were to be hiring in person.
0: We had a great episode with uh, James Ellis on how to write a job description, how to build your employer branding. So that's a good one too. And that's what I think it gets very hard to do outreach and to build a real outbound strategy when you can hire anywhere in the world. So you really depend on inbound and on those job descriptions indeed. And accepted from, so obviously, Remotive.io, which is a great website that you revamped recently, right?
1: Yeah, we relaunched on Product Hunt September 2020, and we list over 2,000 remote jobs as of now. So hand curation is what we do, and that's what our community knows us for.
0: Okay. And where's your audience? Because I guess you're only as good as the people who come to the website and apply to the job. So do you see different websites for different areas, different audiences? I'd be curious to see the market for remote job boards.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great one. So our audience mainly comes from North America or Europe. Since we've been around since 2014, we've been writing a lot of content and we've been you know, showing up a lot in the US market and in Canada, especially. And now, yeah, we're seeing some websites developing, especially for up and coming markets. So India has some websites that are coming up. Europe is, is starting to have some things. We implemented a geo restriction filter on our own website. And you also have bigger players that are still present like AngelList and Stack Overflow. They do have systems where you know, either Stack Overflow has an interesting price stack so it's a different thing. And uh, AngelList also gives you the ability to send a signal, but they do draw larger crowds as well. So that's something to consider.
0: What do you see people do? Do you see them higher in the US, in the same state, but different cities, in, the, uh, in different countries, but on the same time zone in Canada, in Mexico? What are the main patterns that you see? And what would you say are the main drawbacks of each?
1: Yeah, so what I see happening over and over again is that oftentimes a team is going to start small, they're going to say, I'm a US based company. So I'm going to hire someone remotely in the US because that's what I want to do. I don't want to have the trouble of employing someone internationally. And they do it, then he goes, great. And they say, okay, fine. So that worked. How about I open it up to international players. So they go around and start understanding how you pay people internationally. So we've been writing articles on that topic. And as soon as they have it sorted out, they can open it up to say, you know, America's or America plus Europe and other places. And I see people progressing through job description and candidates and more and more companies and that makes me very, very happy are hiring from anywhere. So it doesn't matter where you are, if you have an internet connection, you can get started. But of course, again, a lot of companies want to start hiring within the States or within the US or, or the company where they registered.
0: Yeah, and then there are time zones, right? That's a whole completely different game.
1: Yes, absolutely. So time zone, do you want someone to be available at all times? If so, you want to hire people close to you or do you want to cover a time zone that you're not currently in? I see so many job descriptions looking for customer support in the Australia, New Zealand time zone, for instance, for U.S. businesses to be able to cover Hawaii, sort of New Zealand time zone as well.
0: And do you see engineering team, for instance, so engineering team almost get no benefit on working on different time zones, but do you see a lot of engineering team working on different time zones inside the team, inside the squad? I'm not talking about different teams, the way Stripe did it.
1: Yeah. So I've seen companies organize squads by time zone. That's something that has happened a lot. And other times, companies, when they're very, very disciplined about working asynchronously, they can make it happen to be quite far away. But you've got to be super disciplined. It's like playing remote work in hard mode, right? Because already you have to get an understanding and build the social tissue of your company without seeing each other. And then you've got to be interacting and be very careful around things. because. If you do remote right it can be like a superpower because you've got people around different time zones and someone can pick up your work when you clock out or almost but if you get you know some delay or misunderstanding you can have a project stand still for three days because people's weekend do not always overlap so it is much harder for a squad to work in different time zones. but then again like as andreas klinger said he's a former head of remote at AngelList. You said that oftentimes innovation is better in person and iteration is better remotely. So that's some food for thought as well.
0: Okay. So don't do this, except it if you're very good, very disciplined and you're
1: used to remote work. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that.
0: Okay. And so you talked about hiring people and how to pay people internationally, uh, said that you did a lot of content on this. Again, what's your main advice? Is it as difficult as someone would expect? Is it much easier? What are the main traps?
1: Yeah, so hiring people internationally, traditionally, it's been a difficult process. Why? Because you've got legal, you've got pay, and you've got a variety of things. The good news is year 2020 and and forward, there are a lot of new companies that started to pop up. You've got Oyster, you've got Papaya, you've got Deal you got many companies I've been talking about on my blog and giving the pros and cons of each approach. But long story short, you've got a lot of companies that got serious funding from tier one VC in San Francisco in order to solve the problem of international employment. And what they want to do is to make it as simple as plugging some information in a dashboard for you to request remotely some information from the person you are employing, And they become the employer of record for you, meaning they carry the legal responsibility and you fulfill payment. So this process used to be horrendously hard and very, very costly in the hundreds of thousands of dollars to open a single country or location, plus a lot of wet signature running around at notary. And now you can literally get to hire someone in selected countries overnight with a Stripe-like dashboard interface. So I'm so excited for this space because it's opening the door to a lot of things. Think about paying someone through transfer wise, but in a way that makes your lawyer and corporate counsel very happy because it's extremely compliant as well. So this is what's happening in space in 2020.
0: Must be a big challenge so uh, noted. Oyster, papaya deal, we'll try to get one of them on the podcast. Will yeah, be interesting too, for sure. And my last question would be so you can hire remotely, it becomes as easy to hire someone as to make a straight payment. In the end, and I keep receiving outreach messages from dev shops, dev agencies in Europe, in South America, Should we reply to those? And what's the difference between hiring someone remotely and who's a full-time employee working remotely or hiring an agency? And isn't the agency model in this situation better because they make sure that everything is delivered, they make sure that their own culture is strong, and you just have to send them tasks in the end, which is better?
1: That's a great question. You know, it's down to what you want to do with your startup. Do you want to have extra yeah, hired guns, so mercenaries that can be you know, very, very talented and you can go through DevShop and find amazing people. But at the end of the day, those people are often going to be people that are going to be working for you through someone else. Whereas if you go direct, you're going to have someone that could be projecting themselves in your company. They can project themselves getting a promotion, getting to handle a team, working on a hard problem. So it's all down to whether you want to go direct or whether you want to have some extra help for the time being. I say, if you want to be long-term, if you want to internalize a number of things, I would really err on the side of hiring people internally that can grow your team and build a foundation for whatever you want to go forward.
0: Thanks, Rodolphe. I'm eager to see how remote work will change in the next few months, few years. And I hope this podcast will help companies will catch up the trend and improve their processes. So it was great having you. And thanks so much. And we'll keep an eye out for remote.io. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for listening to that podcast till the end. If you're still with us, it's probably that you enjoy The Players. A hey Players is brought to you by myself and Hire Suite. We are building a sourcing automation software and we already help 900 tech companies hire the best talents. To know more about us, go to www.hiresuite.com or you can add me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty responsive and always happy to chat the more subscribers, the best guests will host. You want to help? You can do a lot in less than 10 seconds. Please subscribe to that podcast, leave us a nice rating or review and share the podcast around you. That really, really helps. Thanks a lot and talk to you soon.